when I was a young boy, I went to Vietnam to fight in the war and to uh, uh, serve my country. And uh, when I got there, I was in combat uh, right away. And after about 10 months in combat, my company commander uh, called me aside and, and a couple of other men and uh, asked us to go find a downed helicopter. And that helicopter had been uh, shot down by uh, North Vietnamese regulars and they were in the area. Uh, so we knew that it was gonna be a very hot zone, a very uh, uh, heavy fight. So they loaded us on helicopters and flew us out to that area near where the helicopter went down. Uh, not exactly where it went down. And uh, I knew as soon as we got there, as soon as we started to get off that helicopter, to jump out into the rice paddies, that something was wrong. Something was not quite as it normally was. I'd done this, you know, a hundred times before, but I never felt this uncomfortable uh, as I got off that helicopter. And I told my man to get off and I, we moved away from the helicopter and he took off very quickly. I spread them out and uh, I made hand signals to the uh, commanding officer, which was off to my left. And he said for us to go circle around the base of the hill and that we would all meet up at the other side where the down helicopter was. And as soon as we started to move around the base of the hill, we started taking heavy fire. Um, it was a very uh, heavy force that we encountered. Um, we were receiving fire uh, from three sides and then we had the, the hill to one side of us, but there were enemy soldiers up on the side of the hill and they were shooting down at us. And uh, this firefight went on for probably five or six minutes. Uh, it seemed like hours, but uh, it was, it was, I'm sure it was just minutes. And uh, I heard jet planes coming over and I realized that the company commander had called an airstrike and I could see that they were gonna drop their bombs on the top of this hill that was next to us. And they flew over us and they dropped the first set of bombs and they landed on the side of the hill. And uh, I, I knew they were trying to drive the enemy soldiers away. But I also thought, you know, if they drop those bombs, just even a few seconds too early, they're gonna land right on my position. So I thought I watched the planes circle around again and I watched them drop their bombs 
and sure enough, they dropped him early. And I knew that those bombs were coming right down on top of me. And when the bombs hit the base of the hill, a huge piece of shrapnel hit me in the face, tore out my right eye, crushed my face in, and it pushed my nose over to one side. <laughs> and my immediate thought was, I'm gonna die here. Immediately after I thought about dying, I was in this dark tunnel. I was gliding forward and slightly upward. I was no longer in pain. I wasn't bleeding. And I was really not having any concerns about my physical injuries. Continued up on this, this dark corridor, and I suddenly came out into this bright white light. It was like I could see this light just get bigger and bigger, and all of a sudden, I was inside of it. And I was surrounded by this beautiful white light, this beautiful, um, bright, white, it was more than light, it was like a being in and of itself. And everything was quiet, peaceful. I felt totally at peace. I felt like I had all the knowledge of the universe uh, at 19. And uh, uh, although I wasn't a high school dropout, I did finish at the bottom of my class. So I wasn't the brightest kid around. And um, yet, suddenly I felt full of knowledge, fully aware of so many things that I had never even thought about before. You know, about the purpose of being, the, the purpose of living, the purpose of existing as a human being. As I stood there in the white light, um, I was, I was actually transformed into more of a, a, a glowing energy rather than a human body. And out of the, the, the light came another glowing entity, an orb. Um, and as soon as it got close to me, I recognized it as my grandfather. Now, I hadn't had much contact with my grandfather. I hadn't seen him uh, in, in uh, many years. He had died probably five or six years before that. And I'd only met him a couple of times in my life. But I knew it was him. Um, he was recognizable. And then he communicated with me telepathically. He was, it wasn't words, it was more like thoughts, feelings, but I fully understood what he was trying to say. And he was telling me that everything would be all right, that he was here to guide me into the light and to take me on my journey into this, this world of, of light and energy. And as we 
stood there communicating another ball of light, another orb, came up next to us. And I didn't recognize this one, but I had the distinct feeling that this was a person of authority. It was, the, the energy was much more intense than my grandfather's energy. And this entity told me that I couldn't stay there. I couldn't stay in the light. As wonderful as it was, I was, I wanted to stay. I wanted to be there, but said that I had a higher purpose to fulfill. That I had to go back and that my purpose would be multifold. And that no matter what happened on this day, I would not die and I would live a long and prosperous life. Well, I'm, I'm 19 years old and, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, just astounded at that. I don't, I don't even know what to think about that. I don't have enough life experience to think about that. But being a good soldier, I knew that I had to obey and I turned around and suddenly I was back in the dark corridor and I was moving back towards the battlefield. And within a few moments, I was conscious on the battlefield um, I could hear the uh, the guns. I could hear people yelling and screaming. I could hear, uh, you know, my my men uh, yelling. And uh, I was lying there on the ground. I was bleeding again, but I had no pain. I had no fear, no worry, no concerns about anything. I was surrounded by this white light and I felt this calm inside of me that that just guided me. It told me that um, there were things I had to do and suddenly one of my men came crawling over to me and he'd been shot and uh, a couple of times and I took his pack off and, and I laid him down and I knew that he was going to go where I just came from. Uh, there was no doubt. And as he laid there and I tried to make him comfortable, I saw his spirit rise up out of his body. It was just like a, a puff of fog. Um, uh, it was just this kind of grayish white fog or, or glowing uh, light almost and as it rose up we communicated and I told him just to relax and let go that everything was going to be okay and that there would be someone on the other side to take care of him uh, because I knew he wasn't coming back uh, and I don't quite understand this whole reason why some come back and some don't but I knew, just 
instinctively from being there that he was going there to stay. And as I started to get up off the ground, the guy that shot and killed this man in front of me came out of the bushes and opened up on full automatic and shot me through the arm, chest, and neck. As I watched him, I saw the bullets come out of his gun in slow motion. I felt them enter my body. I saw the blood spatter. I felt them ripping my flesh. And bullets almost tore my left arm off, ripped a big hole in my chest. Bullets went into my chest near my heart. Two bullets went into my neck through my larynx, destroying my larynx, making it, making it impossible to speak and very difficult to breathe. And I thought, I'm not gonna die. The person up there in the white light, that, that being, that, that almighty being, whatever it was, told me that I was gonna live no matter what. So there was no fear, no worry. I was still surrounded in the white light. I picked up my weapon and fired back. I don't think I hit the guy, but I think I scared the hell out of him. Because here I was all blown up and shot up, and I pick up a weapon and fire back at him. So I, uh, I got up off the ground, and I could see 360 degrees around me. I was like in my body, but out of my body, above my body. And yet, I was also, at the same time, in front of my body, and I was talking to myself, telling myself how to get air past all the damage from the bullets and into my lungs without getting blood in my lungs so that my lungs wouldn't fill with blood. And I was using my field bandages that were on my belt to kind of patch my wounds. I had a sucking chest wound, and I was trying to patch that up the way they taught us, by putting plastic over the wound. And I got up and I began to walk back, and the white light, the spirit, guided me back to, through the bushes, through the hedgerows, right back to where our company commander and the medics were. And as I walked out of the bushes, I heard them coming towards me. My the the uh, medic and and one of his men were coming towards me. And as soon as they put their hands on me, all this energy from out of me that was watching me and guiding me went right back inside of me. And I just laid down and gave myself over to the medic. And they, I could hear the medic saying. Watch out for that arm. We got to get an airway started. And they were in a panic, but I was perfectly calm. I was relaxed. They were going to do their job. And my job was just to sit there and relax and let them work on me. And they loaded me on a helicopter and took me to uh, a field hospital. And later I was transferred to a bigger hospital and then out to a hospital ship in Da Nang Harbor.
as I was going on in my life, um, I started to just let go of the white light. And my life, it didn't really crumble around me, but things weren't really going my way. <laughs> um, I got laid off my job. I tried to get another job. And what was really weird is I, I was applying for this job that I was perfectly qualified for in the automotive industry. And it was managing uh, wholesale automotive parts business. And I went and talked to the boss and I was interviewing and I sat there and I gave this great interview. And by this time I had learned to speak uh, probably almost as well as I do now. And um, when I was done with the interview, the guy looked at me and he said, Bill, you're the most qualified person that's walked through the door on this job. But don't you think you'd be much happier in the social services? And I looked at him like, are you crazy, man? You know, me in the social services? You know, I'm an automotive guy, you know? And, and you know, it's not, I, I never even considered that. And then suddenly I started having connections with the white light again. And um, eventually I went back to school. I got a master's degree in social work and worked as a social worker for 20 years and um, uh, as a mental health professional. And I, it's something I never imagined I would do, but I loved it. And that's where the, the spirit guided me. That's where it took me.